And now for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a very, very special episode of the Blazing Defender Report, the premiere episode of the Mando Monologues. Guys, I had to search the verse for in my in my podcasting guild. I sent out two pucks and two fearless podcasting soldiers answered the call. I have with me TV's Casey and botched Dennis Robinson. What's going on, guys? Hey, it's good Hello. to be here, man. It's been too long. Way yeah. too long, brother. Way too long. Hey. But it, it took the Mandalorian to get us all back together, right? We're good with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. So, we're going to go ahead and get it started, guys. Chapters 1 and 2 are out. Uh, what's up, Debo? What's going on, guys? Um, so, we're going to go ahead and talk about some of the things we like, some of the things we didn't like about this series, where we think it's going to go. Uh, we're going to get into some Star Wars lore. I know Casey has a theory that kind of coincides with my theory on uh, Wee Baby Yoda, um, and we're, we're just going to get into it. So, guys, Casey, I'll start with you. What uh, would you think? What would you think of the first two chapters, man? It's a motherfucking space western, man. <laughs> I had no idea – how much I crave this since playing the outer worlds recently and also watching firefly like 15 years ago. Right. Um, and it, it really fits in star Wars. Um, you know, there have been, we've got some similar stuff like Cad Bane episodes of clone wars and things like that, that hit like a similar chord, but seeing this live action, big budget, you know, it was incredible. You know, I, I almost felt like a kid again. Right. Yeah. Listen, yeah, yeah, they na- they nailed the uh, the old Star Wars aspect of it just enough. It looks like something new, but something very very familiar. Dennis, what'd you think? Oh, I loved it too. Uh, ex- pretty much same thing Casey said. The the sort of Western feel to it, but it definitely felt like old school Star Wars. Not so much the newer stuff of Star Wars, but it did. I I was thinking the same thing. It had a very Firefly feel to it, especially the bar fight at the beginning of the first episode. Um, and that, that was teased a little bit in the trailers, but, uh, we finally got to see like the whole way through it. Um, but it also has that old Western feel of the sort of pragmatic, doesn't say much, uh, like lead of our show. Uh, now as the show goes on, we get a little bit more, he talks a little bit more, a little more quippy, but, um, still very minor things that he says when he talks it basically that's when it matters. Um, so yeah, so no, I, I love it so far. I think the action's good. I think the effects are better than I was expecting them to be other than like a few kind of odd little things, but some of those, uh, those big dinosaur guys. Yeah. The big dinosaur guys. But shaky. I say this still better CG than black Panther. So <laughs> right. Right. Very true. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of, of Westerns, uh, good, bad and the ugly unforgiven is like, probably still one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Um, the entirety of Deadwood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Love, love. I love Westerns and this, you know, it has that, has that space Western. And I mean, Casey brought up a good point. You know, I hadn't even thought about that, but you know, Firefly, you know, which is one of my favorite series of all time. Oh, yeah. it's, it's very Firefly like right now. 
But I will say, if I if I have a knock on it, uh, the pacing is just a just a, just a little bit slow for me. Um, but I, I get that, I, and I know what they're trying to do. And if you watch some of the old old westerns, uh, spaghetti westerns, they had slow pacing. You know, it kind of yeah. it kind of builds that that um, that tension that uh, like, oh my god, what's getting ready to happen next? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I do three and a half hours long. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, yeah, true. Good, bad, and ugly is a long fucking movie. So yeah, they definitely go with a slow pace. They do, and that's something that we had talked about a little bit off camera. Was uh, the timing or the time of these episodes? I think we had uh, what thirty nine minutes the first episode, and then like thirty three like the next. Yeah, you know, which is a and little two minutes of two minutes of opening credits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I feel like I don't know. You guys tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like they they film him walking places a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. he's always walking somewhere, and they're showing yeah. it. You know, I get most of that is to show the world that yeah. we're in. You know, to give us a feel of where he's at. But I'm kind of like, all right, man. You know, you're you got about 18 minutes left of fucking story. Let's get to it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have but, not shot enough motherfuckers quite yet for me (laughs) exactly exactly wait Um, you say that the first episode some of those walking shots i was like i feel like he walks like he can't see shit in that helmet (laughs) i know yeah but the second episode go ahead oh no i said that Mm. the helmet thing i mean it's cool that he wears it all the time but like especially in chapter two when they're working on the ship and he's keeping it on. I'm like, man, take your goddamn helmet off, you know? Listen, well, it's probably, it doubles as like a welding mask, you know? True. See? You know, you know there's that shine from blaster bolts that are being <laughs> yeah. fired right in front of you. See, guys, he's not all looks. That's the reason we have Casey on the show. That's a fucking great point. Uh, I want to, in, in chapter one, I do want to talk about um, some, some of the things that they did show, some things that we've never really seen before in Star Wars. This is something we've always wanted, guys, right? Is Let me stop you there. Story. I already know exactly what you're going to say. What yeah. am I going to talk about? Go ahead. They are roasting salacious crumb on a spit. <laughs> yes. It's great, especially considering he's absolutely a sentient creature watching another sentient creature get cooked alive. <laughs> I know. It's like, man, they have a sense of humor, man. It might be a morbid sense of humor, but, you know, that was kind of like, oh, man, that's kind of sad. <laughs> I knew this show was going to a dark place real fast. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm that's expecting true. to see some cooked Ewoks by episode five. But what I want to talk about is uh, something that, unless you actually, you know, played Knights of the Old Republic, you may be unfamiliar with is. You know, the Mandalorians, the Mandalores, they, they're, they're they were a race of people. And they had this, all this lore to them and this religion. And we actually got to see for the first time, in my, I think, on, on screen is the introduction of uh, Benskar alloy or the Benskar metal, the Mandalorian iron yeah. that is revered by the Mandalorians. I thought that was fucking so cool by him going to the, you know, the blacksmith and she had her own little special tools. This shit is kind of like adamantium in the star Wars universe. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, catch I, a lightsaber dude. Yeah. I think they exactly. said that it could take a few hits from a lightsaber before. Like, I don't think it's like completely indestructible. No, like not. if you hit it enough times, the lightsaber probably wouldn't work, but it can be pierced. Yeah. It, it will deflect by blaster bolts, but it can yeah. be pierced by a lightsaber. But still, um, I mean, these guys in the Knights of the Old Republic, anyway, I mean, there was a story where, you know, they, they actually fought the Jedi 
So, yeah. and I mean, now granted, the Jedi ended up winning them, uh, and that's what kind of scattered the Mandalorians out through the universe. But, I mean, they put up fights against Jedis. These guys weren't Force-sensitive. People with legitimate superpowers. Exactly. Yeah. Very, it's very, very cool. I was so fucking pumped to see that. Uh, what other Easter eggs did you see, Casey? Um, gosh. Uh, other than looking at all the individual like Mandalorians just kind of clubbing around, um, there are so do we think that's Boba Fett? No, I agree. Well, so there's a couple things I saw on that because uh, one article I read said that Boba Fett and Jango Fett were not actually Mandalorians; they just murdered a Mandalorian and took their armor or whatever. They're posers. They're posers. So Mandalore. So this other thing I read or saw: Mandalorians are not an actual race. There was a race at one time, and then they sort of just became like it became sort of like cultural, right? So they could allow other people in, or anything like. So then they became right. more predominantly human. Yeah. Um. So I guess Boba Fett and Jango Fett could be technically Mandalorians, but uh, if they if it's true that they did murder other Mandalorians to get their armor, I doubt they'd be the doorman at the freaking Mandalorian club. <laughs> now, I didn't know that Jango wasn't Mandalorian. I thought he was. Well, he's always not, yeah. obviously, because he's a clone. I might be going off Legends knowledge here, but I'm pretty sure that Django was raised by an actual Mandalorian. He, yes, he was raised by a Mandalorian because his his family got murdered. Yeah, uh, and so he is like, he's a foundling. He's a foundling, and go. that's 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 kind of what created the Mandalorians. Was yeah, they're not so much a race. But they are basically a tribe of people that all worship the same things. It's like this yeah. Ben Scar guns. <laughs> yes, guns, violence. Obviously, yeah. this Ben Scar steel is very like it's it's holy to them. Mm-hmm. And even when she makes the uh, the little shoulder plate for him, she's like, "Hey, there's enough left over for many future foundlings," which we kind of see. Uh, a little bit of an origin with him when I guess it was his parents being being killed and him becoming a foundling right. in chapter one by battle droids. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Battle droids that with better aim, I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, they have no problem hitting <laughs> civilians. They just don't hit anyone with because plot armor. Yeah, I like that. You'd said that before. Um, Plot armor, the only thing better than Beskar. So so did you did you all catch it all? And I thought this was interesting. Uh, She asked him about his uh, his sigil or a symbol if it's been revealed yet. And he says not yet. So yeah, I I, I wasn't quite sure. Well, so every uh, so I was looking this up. Mandalorian armor has different colors. They also use different symbols to mean different things. So my right. guess would be, if I recall correctly, his is just straight silver, which means he's in mourning or something like that. Or it's to honor somebody. I forget exactly off the top of my head. But yeah, they, he must have some sigil somewhere and he just has not revealed it. Maybe he doesn't. Signs are pointing to dead wife, a classic well, trope of Western and be. science fiction and pretty much everything. Probably, but yeah. Also, he point. turned down imperial credits, so I'm wondering if he's like secretly like super anti uh, imperial. He's just not letting on to that yet because he wa- it, you know, it could be. But I took that, and that's true. That's a good point. I took that as the empire. The empire has been defeated, and it's mm-hmm. been five years, right? Mm-hmm. Since right. the empire's fallen, so I f- I felt that empire credits just didn't hold their worth. 
Like it's it, fuck that, you it know. Must, oh, must, what is, that's a that's you, a peso. Fuck that peso. Yeah. You know, Carl, <laughs> Carl Weathers seems to believe it depends yeah, on where it's you like go. They still spend, yeah, or something. Well, I, Carl Weathers was also trying to fucking too. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was trying to fucking like, oh, take these. Yeah, these that, are great. Thirty hundred money. He's like, nah, I take it's all about the hustle, man. Yeah, who right. Russell's better than Apollo Creed, or you know. Uh, but obviously, this is a little foreshadowing. This when he revealed. And uh, thank you, Brian. Brian said it was his uh, his signet is what he called it. Okay. Uh, so when when his signet's revealed, I'm sure it's going to be a, a larger uh, plot device going forward. Yeah, it's like um, Bob, I, Boba Fett's totally sweet horned skull punisher yeah that's really cool his yeah his is dope i hope the mandalorians is something along that line like super dope where you're gonna see it on fucking t-shirts everywhere i think it's gonna be <laughs> awesome. well that sigil from boba fett actually has something to do with the planet that yes. a lot of mandalorians found because it's a crate dragon skull mandalore okay. yeah yeah on mandalore yep, 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 yep. um so casey i know you were super pumped about the ig droid going fucking absolutely bonkers oh man I- i'll be honest with you i kind of wish it was ig88 Yes. But it doesn't really matter that it's not because I think when you put Taika Watiti in the role. I was going to say, I thought that's who that was. It was, yeah. Okay. yeah he's going to be kind of like a, like a sort of a goofy idiot, but not really. Like the way they describe him is that he's a child with a gun. And as soon as he gets into like the tiniest bit of trouble, he's like initiating self destruct sequence. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. All right, man. Like, let's do it. <laughs> like, I'm ready. But. Yeah. Seeing him in action was absolutely the best part of that first episode. It was. Other than the twist, which, I mean, whatever, fine. But, you know, all we've ever seen of IG-88, if you've never read, you know, the books, comics, you know, anything like that, is he just, he's standing there, seven feet tall in Empire Strikes Back, and he does nothing. Right? Right, right. That's it. He's just on the bridge with all the other bounty hunters. And this, he's twisting his torso, he's shooting arms, like, moving around, almost like an animatronic, but, like... How you would expect a robot to actually move? Exactly. You know, if, if the one where he went behind his back. Oh yeah. man, that was dope. I was like, he, oh shit, that's cool as hell. He, sh- he shoots straight up without even turning, like moving his head up, like because yeah. his head has rings on it, so he can like look in pretty much three hundred and sixty oh, degrees yeah. at all times. Yeah, and, and, that was good. and even some of the idle stuff, like when he steps over the corpse, like he doesn't step over it. His his leg lifts and his hips twist. Yes, and he just puts another leg down. <laughs> oh, it's. Oh man, what is yeah, it, it was really IG cool. Fourteen. What is his actual designation? Eleven. IG eleven. Yeah, he's IG eleven. All right. So he's yeah. got he's got a way to go before he gets to eighty eight status, but he's definitely a real contender in my book. Yeah. So I want to talk about the uh, the client, the client, real Werner, quick. Acclaimed uh, director Van Herzog. Dude, <laughs> how? Uh, I mean, to me. Other than, like, I'm the action guy, right? So I'm right there with you with the IG-11 fight. But that scene where they meet, and I was kind of like, dude, I was just like, oh, my God, this is fucking awesome. Like, and I'll be honest, I kind of felt like what little dialogue there was up until that scene was a little choppy. It was a little uh, wooden, if you will. But when we got to that scene, I was like, oh, my God, if they give me a scene like this every Every episode, I will be in fucking heaven. 
But I want to talk about the um, first. I want to talk about the condition of the, st- the stormtroopers. So I think that kind of tells you where the empire's at in this. Oh, they look like shit. <laughs> they look like shit, man. And you could think about that, like you know, s- s- you know, some guys overseas that have been kind of kind of stuck over there. There's you know, supply maybe you know not coming in as regular as it is. Their shit's kind of tattered, worn. Uh, Nobody likes like you. The empire is on the fucking run. Yeah. In this. Um, so Dr. Pershing, I'm sure the chat will correct me. Dr. Pershing, I believe is his name. Um, and Casey, we can get, go ahead and get into this if you want. Uh, Did you notice the symbol on his shoulder? Camino. Yep. Oh yeah. Camino symbol. So are we speculating that baby Yoda is a clone? I either think he is a clone and they lost him or they want him to clone him. Because if they already cloned him once, you'd think they'd, they'd still have like his material. They could just keep making more of him. Yeah. I'm wondering if they found out about it and they want him to clone him. Maybe. Which is why he said, I want to bring him back alive. And he's like, well, if you bring him back dead, it's fine too because they're going to probably just use his materials. Sure, sure. That's why I'm thinking he wanted him alive so that this, way it's a better chance to clone him. Casey, before you give us your theory, this is, this, is my, this is where I have an issue with him actually being a clone. I think Dennis is more on the track. I got, I got another one I'm going to throw out. Just gonna okay, great. I love them. I love them. This is what <laughs> I love about Star Wars. We can fucking okay. speculate all day, oh, go yeah. down speculation town all day. Mm-hmm. But if, if if he obviously after chapter two we see he has force abilities he's force sensitive yep so the now you're saying he reaches out and just stopping that bull right in the track yeah the the mud horn yeah takes a little if, nap it, so we can clone force sensitive beings now oh yeah yeah not unheard of my man well that species we we don't know very much about it because you don't george know anything lucas, about it hardly well yeah because george lucas has been very very tight-lipped about it but right. he did say that that species is all force sensitive yep the species which is, why, is which is why they do clone, not clone yeah how do you clone midichlorians and if you could why give us fucking stormtroopers with the world's shit or the galaxy's shittiest name? <laughs> give me a fucking clone army of, of Sith troopers. Do you really want to have an army that could turn against you with their fucking psychic mind powers? I, well, I know they implanted a chip in the, in the stormtroopers to yeah. execute Order 66, so yeah. you could implant something for control. I mean, yeah. you're cloning it. Heads. You know, it's, it's Burger King, man. Have it your way. <laughs> so what do, what do you got for me, Casey? All right. Now, I know quoting Last Jedi might be verboten all up in this because it is a super polarizing movie. But that thing about darkness rising and light to meet it. Yes. Baby Yoda's birthday is the same year as Anakin Skywalker. Correct. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) listen, I don't. Yoda species, if they are really intrinsically tied into maybe the force itself, a state of balance, you know. this baby could have been born out of the force itself to, to be the real chosen one. Okay. Yeah. Cause the force That's always true. knows what's up. The force would have known that Anakin would fall to the dark side. Okay. So then why did, why did it give us, if that's true, then why did it give us uh, Luke and Leia? 
Well, at the same time, sometimes the force can't control what the dark chosen one does. You know, now with certain I, senators. Now, it's now the baking time. The force yeah, is now, like, oh shit! It takes fifty years. Oh, yeah. damn it! Give me human kids. Human kids. Come on. Well, it's, it's taking too long. And, yeah, I, too and long. I hate to. Um, I don't know. Def, debunk, deface Freddie Prince Jr. on this. Oh, yeah. You um, saw that too, huh? But, yes, I did, obviously. That's apparently old. I asked my girlfriend about that. She's like, yeah, I saw this like like months ago. I'm like, you didn't say anything. Yeah. And, and it just, you know, it just kind of like went viral again, I think. Yeah. Uh, I guess somebody posted it. Now, I had never seen it. But he's talking about that, about how when Palpatine and Vader got together, then the Force recorrected itself by giving us Leia and Luke. Okay, right. and that's that's fine. It's great theory. But then, as you know, Casey, because I know you're an avid comic, comic book reader, uh, everything in the Marvel comics, this is what a lot of people don't understand. Everything that Marvel comics is doing, Star Wars related, is canon. It oh, yeah. is canon. So Palpatine is the one that created Anakin with midichlorian manipulation. So right. the Force really didn't give us Anakin. You see what I'm saying? But the Force gave us Palpatine. <gasps> the chicken or the egg, Superman. I, it, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I, I like it better that they're just random and not the, oh, there's yeah. a bad guy. Now there's a good guy. Now there's a good guy. Yeah. Nah. Listen, Freddie that's Prince Jr.'s theory for, for the uninitiated that are listening is that the Force is all-encompassing. It knew everything that's going to happen, and it tries to exist in a permanent state of balance. Um. And, you know, he happened to throw in stuff like, oh, yeah, you know, I met with George Lucas and whatever, and he said this. And I'm like, oh, fuck you. But also, you might be onto something. But at the same time, like, listen, some farm boy from the middle of nowhere ends up having a great destiny. It's a hero story everybody can appreciate. Sure. You know, and it's entirely possible that, you know, whether this Yoda is a clone or whatever, like, he could end up getting shot in the face in the next episode. And the, <laughs> it's true. the internet would that. fucking riot. But, yeah. I mean, if that's his fate, Per the force, I mean, what a fucked up galaxy we live in. Sure. If he has to go, I hope he just gets eaten by a frog because that would be like some sort of poetic justice, I feel like. <laughs> the, yeah, we're going to get a force sensitive frog that eats him. <laughs> I know what you did. He, yeah. There's no way he dies. No. Disney's not going to do that. And they <laughs> have a Yoda. fucking toy, a billion dollar toy franchise, and just this baby Yoda. Oh. Obviously. Yeah. So it's not yeah. going anywhere. Hey, so, he's got, he doesn't have any merch yet. Not yet. Roll that anything. The Funko Pops, the T-shirts, the posters, everything. It's the Mandalorian, IG Eleven, and the woman we haven't seen yet. Gina, is that her name? Oh, it's oh my god! Did you say is that her name? I know how big of a fan you are of her. Okay, relax. Holy shit! It's someone asked chat. I do want to ask. I do want to answer the question. They asked who who Carano's going to be. They thought she was going to be a foundling. They asked if she was going to be a foundling. She's actually going to be a decommissioned, I guess, uh, out of work shock trooper. So that's what she's going to be. And I, uh, from the from the set photos, it looks like she's going to aid uh, the Mandalorian in 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 protecting uh, Baby Yoda. I'm I'm hoping uh, because I really don't want her to be a bad guy again. Um, she's always a bad guy, dude. I will because she's a bad girl. Haywire, she was a fucking hero in Haywire, man. Um, you're probably like, what movie was she in? Haywire, that what's is. that? We know you've <laughs> seen her entire filmography several times. Mm -hmm. dude, she's fucking to me. She's the fucking hottest woman in Hollywood. Okay, 
uh, cannot wait. I'm praying episode three is where she makes her, uh, her introduction. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's a thousand ways this can go. So I guess the big question is it, let's just say he makes it, let's say baby yo makes it out of the Mandalorian series. What's up for the baby? Let's hope, let's hope, let's pray to the forest for the baby Yoda. Do you think the the reason they're released, the release, you know, Disney or Lucasfilms or whatever you want to call it does not do things happenstance. Uh, the the Fallen Order game release, which I'm playing right now, which is pretty fucking awesome. If you ever yeah. want to be a Jedi, this is a really fucking good game. Yeah. Uh, story is fantastic, and but it it's going to tie into the the new movie. Do we think that there's a chance that they released the Mandalorian and gave us this uh, character because he's going to play a part in the new movie? He'll be old as hell, but. Uh, Yoda was 850 when he died. I was going to say, Yoda wouldn't be old as hell. If he's 50 and a baby, it's what, another 20 years? Yeah. yeah he wouldn't be that much older. He might he'd be, he'd he be, might be wiping his own ass yet. Maybe he'll yeah. be a shitty teenager. Like he'd be Groot. toddler Yoda. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like teenage Groot, we get teenage Yoda. Yeah. He's kind of a dick. He's got like a mohawk. You know, it's like, baby Yoda, put your seatbelt on. He like starts fucking force choking you, you know, <laughs> like he's just a fucking punk. Yeah. It's like, God, I can't believe you're a clone of the greatest Jedi man. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, know, I was raised right? by a Mandalorian, so eat my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think? What, what, do you, what do you want from this series like going forward? I mean, I, the, the, the Space Western's fucking cool. I get it. But uh, I'm going to need more than him just like, I'm going to need more story than him just I got two hunters. words for you. Okay. Train heist. Ooh. It's a classic. You, you got it in everything. So you think there's going to be a train heist? I listen. I don't know. I mean, okay. I want there to be one. I feel like a train heist is just perfect <laughs> for everything. I thought we were getting fucking like a spoiler alert, groundbreaking no, man, not, info here. I'm not, I'm not going into the deep lore stuff. Like, I, there's there's way too much stuff you can speculate on right now. I'm like hmm. thinking broad strokes, like the return of IG11, but they fight on a train this time. Like, <laughs> I'm a kid again watching this. You know, I got burned out on episode eight. I'm like, fuck Star Wars, and then Charles Soule is like, I'm right. Darth Vader I'm like yeah Star Wars and then you know I tried to watch Resistance and I'm like fuck Star Wars and now <laughs> I'm back I'm the most fair weather fan of I tell my, my, my friend Sam when I do meatheads on movies with because he is like so anti Star Wars last last right now like at yeah. this moment he's hated the last five movies he's fucking hated them oh come on he really has rogue one at least is no 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 okay uh, outside of rogue one outside of rogue one and solo he thought those were okay yeah. and i, I would agree to that okay. they weren't right. awful yeah uh but i've i'm just like I, I i say star wars is like the hot chick you can't you just can't say no to right it's like you know what you're getting with her but there's moments that are so fantastic. It's like the best moments you've ever had. But like 90% of her is garbage. You just want to fucking kick her in the throat and throw out your oh, fucking man. car and on the All you can think about is the time when she used to be predictable before she really got into drugs. <laughs> you guys didn't hear what Kathleen Kennedy just said, right? No. She said, uh, well, with Star Wars, it's really hard because it's not like we have any comic books or 800-page graphic novels to go off of. We have to just do this all by the seat of our pants. She did not say that. An article Chris Wisdom sent to me said that she did. 
Oh, man. Dude, she is the fucking worst. She is the Al Davis of the Star Wars universe. Listen, she's got got her hand in a lot of pies. You can't blame her for ignoring, I don't know, half of everything that's happened. (laughs) Half of everything. Shit. Uh, Yeah. You know, and I think this, the Mandalorian shows what Star Wars fans have been clamoring for. That's Dave Filoni, dude. It, well, yeah, that's John true. Favreau writing the entire season or just these two episodes? No, he's writing the whole thing. Whole season? Okay. He's he's on okay. writer credits for all all what seven episodes, eight episodes. Eight. Uh, actually, it looks like he's not writing five and six. Oh, okay. but he is writing the rest of them. Okay. Okay. Good enough. And apparently, is he writing Bryce, all of them in is that what it is? No, well, there's a not, different director. Not even different director for each episode. That's uh, true. Deborah yeah. Chow gets two episodes. Taika gets one. Dave Filoni gets one. Bryce Dallas Howard gets one. Well, wow, that's weird. Interesting. All right. I think I want to say that she's like executive producer on this too. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. I like, don't know, man. So, I mean, when she's the, got a hand cre- in it. When the credits are rolling, I'm not reading the names. I'm looking at that sweet art. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They really know how dope. to keep you engaged when the credits are rolling in this show, which I totally love. Yeah, that that give me that, that nice. give me that concept art. Oh yeah, I know. Oh. And it's what's great is is when you see these concept pieces, you're like, holy shit! It looks. I mean, they they're nailing it as far as as that goes. You know, and sometimes you see concept art, and you're like, that we didn't get a scene like that at all. You know, and well, you kind of did. You know, no, that ain't what it looked like. <laughs> they're nailing it with this. Oh yeah. Um, so, I mean, so, all right. So chapter two, we almost got something that we've really never seen in the star Wars universe and a baby. No, no, not the baby, but the force healing. We've never really seen that, but we still didn't get it. Yeah. So it's applied. It could be a thing. Baby Yoda just wants to fix the boo boo. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I, I feel like they did that for a reason. Like they didn't, I mean, it was funny, of course, but like, you know, when he's going up, I'm like, oh shit. And they didn't do it just once. They teased this twice and we still didn't get it. So either that's going to play a big part in the, the, in the third act of this series or they're, they're foreshadowing something with this because we've never seen that ability yet in Star Wars universe. Well, I'm wondering if it's if if it's not even going to get to the third act. Like, let's say after this portion, because we still don't know if the Mandalorian's going to turn in Yoda because he wants that Beskar, obviously, because that's like a big deal to those guys. Yeah, but he's so got a maybe, whole like, cart full of it. Yeah, so maybe something happens along the way where somebody tries to ambush him, and one of his like little crew that he has or something like that gets shot, and it's probably going to die. And then Baby Yoda heals him. He's like, okay, I can't. This is too good. Like, I can't get rid of Baby Yoda. <laughs> He works for free. He works for free. <laughs> you feed him frogs. For Can you give him sense. a couple of frogs? Hey, he's got his chin. There's got to be some child labor laws in the Star Wars universe somewhere, right? Dude, there's, there's, still sla- there's still slaves on the Outer Rim. Fuck That's that. true. <laughs> That's true. And I, I you know, I, I just now, it's a good point you bring up. I assume, are we still in the Outer Rim right now? I mean, I would say so. There's like, Nothing going on. Like I don't know where he crashed. And that planet that he crashed at, I'm not sure where he, where he, you know, where that is exactly. I mean, there's Jawas out there. 
scavenging. It seems. I think they're fucking everywhere. They're like the galaxy's rats, right? I mean, they're just <laughs> they're, they're, they're like corsant. They're everywhere. They might be evolved rats in robes, which freaks me the hell out. <laughs> it's a swarm of rats, and they just put their eyes all together, so they're all red eyes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I I buy it. Are you what? suggesting that there's some kind of Jawa king out there, which is a bunch of Jawas that have just been tied together? <laughs> I mean, one, like the, the dude, the dude they all take their shit back to is this monster like nine foot jawa that's all jacked and shit. <laughs> that would be awesome man Big giant jawa that would be fucking good that you want to talk about a toy that would be a fucking toy right there you're, are, you're, they, are they like they grab each other's limbs and they like you got five of them and they combine into one <laughs> mega jawa voltron jawa that would be that would be fucking the Jawa Zord. I'd watch that show. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, I would too, man. Watch it. Just give me a show about the Jawas and the Jawa King, dude. This is this Game is Game of Thrones for... meets Jawas. Boom, done. Nailed. Oh my god, That's that would it. be so dope. King's Landing, the Sandcrawler. It's perfect. <clears throat> so Jeffrey do Jawa Rathian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going down a hole here. Sorry. So yeah, like like usual, right? Yeah. What do we have any clue? Do you think the Mandalorian is just going to be like? I'm not saying he's uh, not going to be a new character. He obviously is, but the guy under the mask. I mean, do we feel like because there there were some speculation that he was Boba? All right, and I think those have you know pretty much been diminished, especially with the flashback scene of him losing his parents, which that could have been Boba losing his parents. We don't know, right? Well, what, Boba's a second set of parents? How many parents does this poor kid have to lose? Well, not Boba. Uh, yeah, I guess it would have been Boba. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's probably not him. Do, do, we, do you guys think it's just going to be a brand new character, or do you think he's yeah. going to have yeah, some he's brand, he's affiliation with somebody? I, th- I think they're doing a good job of not giving us a whole bunch of fan service in terms of like, oh, remember this thing from like Rogue One? Where the you know they go through the marketplace and it's the the fucking two guys from the first uh, from a new hope, mm-hmm. it's like my, my friends wanted on twelve systems. Yeah, you'll be dead. That whole thing like Shut it was up, just thrown in for no reason. Yeah. yeah, like Mandalorian doesn't really have that. Yes, they have the freaking um, the little rat guy, but like that might not necessarily be that rat guy. It's a species, so it could yeah. be. Him. I'm pretty sure, sure. Salacious Crumb got blown up on Jabba's barge. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's super. Yeah. Dead. So yeah, well, and even the uh, remember the guy that uh, he got the ride from the one with like the snout that was playing like the flute. You mm-hmm. mean beloved American actor Nick Nolte? No, no, no. no the, 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 the dude that didn't really speak. He just on the ice planet. Oh, that guy. When he's calling yeah. for rides. Yeah, the, no. the the sneaky spy guy from A New Hope. Exactly. Yes, that's the guy that that's sold him out that's in the bar. Good. Yeah, Luke and uh, Obi Wan. Well, I don't know if that's the guy. Again, like Dennis said, that's the species. But I think that's the kind of fan service that this series has given us. Yeah, is it's, it's given us these recognizable species of characters, and we go, "Oh shit, we've seen that before." Yeah, you know, it may not be actually that person, or it might yeah. be. We don't know. I prefer it that way, yes. as opposed to just putting it right in hey you remember this this is a thing and just like hitting you in the face it serves no purpose it's just there for you to be like i remember that right that's the thing that the new trilogy doesn't have because they have that sort of moratorium on using old species that aren't chewbacca right yeah they don't really show a lot of species it's all new aliens 
um, in the new movies. So I think this one is kind of like, all right, you guys remember Return of the Jedi? Well, here's all the aliens you remember from 1986. And, and I, again, I think that lends to this feeling uh, familiar, like in bringing back memories of, of the New Hope and uh, the, the trilogy that we all loved, right? Yeah. And I feel like that's been a huge misstep in these last few movies is they, they haven't revisited the thing. They revisit the things that really don't give us star Wars. Like force awakens was basically a fucking rehash of a new hope, hope, just a different skin on it. You know, I don't want that. I want new shit. Just like the Mandalorian's giving me with familiar characters, familiar races. Um, even the guy that he got in a fight with in the first, uh, the first scene, right? The dude speaking hut knees. Mm-hmm. And have we ever really all seen criminals, it? all criminals speak? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But you see, I never thought about that until I seen that scene. And I'm like, oh. he's speaking fucking hut. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah why wouldn't he? He's a dude, fucking they're gonna, he's going to drop a hot McClunky on him. You know? <laughs> yeah. What was up with that, man? Oh, uh, I actually, a friend of mine, Donna Dickens, who does a lot of writing for Star uh-huh. stuff, and she might be the most knowledgeable person about Star Wars I know. Wow. Um, yeah, she might like basically speak huddies at this point, but uh, apparently that's an insult that's hurled in the prequels. That means this is the end for you. So he's really not, he's not just saying like some random gibberish. It's like a a phrase that they've used previously. Now in the context of a new hope, again for no reason. Like we don't need to see this cantina scene change for the fourth time, but it has. So whatever. Right. So basically, Greedo like pulls his gun and he's like, "This is it for you, Solo," and gets. Sh- cooked at the table but you know this is off topic but have you guys noticed that like every time he edits that scene he makes greedo a little more badass like absolutely the first time the first time he did nothing you know the next time he shot and then you know after that maybe he shot a little worse but now he's like this is the end for you so like (laughs) god damn greedo like just fucking put your dick on the table (laughs) jesus Here's pictures of me and your girlfriend. Yeah. How's that make you feel? Yeah. That's it. That's what it's going to be when, you know, with our kids someday. They're going to be watching the, the eighth regeneration of A New Hope. No, because that fat fuck will be dead by then. <laughs> you don't know that. His goiter will live on forever. <laughs> you don't know His that. goiter. <laughs> that's not confirmed. You don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, people are dumping on this because it's like, oh, McClunky, but it's like, no, he's like laying a pretty thick threat. Although they should have added a subtitle, which I think is a shame. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. how do you, what do you, how do you know? You know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, his body language, everything kind of told you kind of what he was saying, but yeah. something like that. That would have been that would have been really cool, man. That they probably misfired yeah. on that. I Whatever. Think. So mm-hmm. the Mandalorian is dealing with all kinds of criminal scum who are, you know, they speak Hadiths. They're doing business with some hut somewhere. I mean, this is a, a real establishment of the bounty hunters guild too. You know, yes. on the big screen, we've gotten yeah. some of that in some of the other shows. Cause, you know, because we've seen like Cad Bane or Singh, Bosk, Dengar, all yeah. these, all the classic bounty hunters before. And I'm praying these guys show up. Yes, I want some like bounty hunters with real cred like right going for this you know right um, i have in my notes right here because i thought it was interesting i, I didn't come up with this but I, when i read it i was like oh shit that's fucking cool so the guys when he when he liberates uh the the target uh baby yoda when he gets when he gets baby yoda from that that uh that armed establishment you know the fort when i when ig11 shows up and they shoot up the place yeah 
there's a there's a theory that he was actually being guarded by the republic oh so those guys aren't actually outlaws no they were like the good guys trying to keep their asset protected here comes the mandalorian to them now that's you know of course that's still a theory at this point i was just assuming they were the good guys because of the fact that they're protecting baby yoda and it's not like they were just moving him along because that he would have had to been there long enough for multiple bounty hunters to go there and die. Yeah. Cause the, I have spoken guy kept saying like, people keep coming and trying to kill these guys and they just keep killing them. So go take care of them. They look like bad guys because that's like the trope. Oh, that's, that's like a evil looking reptile thing. So it's obviously a bad guy, but then it turns out, Oh no, actually they're protecting baby Yoda. So, yeah, I, I just, I wonder who these other factions are because this seems like a pretty big deal. And, you know, uh, of course, IG-11 was obviously hired by someone else to assassinate Baby Yoda because, you know, Mandalorian was like, hey, dead or alive. You know, the, you know, the, the, the doctor was like, well, we want him alive. We can. And, you know, Herzog's like, it doesn't matter or whatever the fuck he says. I don't know. I can't ever say it as cool as he would. Bounty hunting is a complicated, business. <laughs> a, complicated. a complicated profession. I actually had that queued up and i guess when when the zoom came in and everything it fucking it got all fucked up when i went live i'm like shit i really wanted to show that scene because i love that scene so much <laughs> i will fix it in post yeah we'll yeah, fix it there in you post. go yeah, yeah. Well, the, um, post. I, so i didn't even think about the possibility that it could be somebody else putting a bounty out i was thinking herzog was just fucking him over and just hiring as many people as possible to go and take it out yeah i don't know because i i think he really doesn't care whether it comes back dead or alive. So yeah, I don't Earth think he would have commissioned someone to actually kill it, which, you know, IG-11 had specific orders. It was supposed to be dead. So yeah. I'm pretty sure someone else is in the picture here Maybe. trying to, to kill it. Well, the, uh, the other reason I say that is because the tone changed when the doctor came in because the doctor's like, whoa, 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 we talked about it coming back alive. So I'm wondering if the doctor never came in. He's like, yeah, you could, you could just kill that thing. It's fine. Yeah. Just bring it back. Yeah, just bring back the body. Yeah, I, but I, Casey, do you think that the, uh, Herzog's character hired other bounty hunters just in case the Mandalorian didn't get it done? Well, here's the thing: is is one is is Werner Herzog the only person looking for it, right? And second, is everybody getting a commission through the guild? Like we know, IG Eleven is for sure, but his his commission is just to kill it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you, there's a lot of conflicting information, but like, you know, where did all those Trandoshans come from? Like, do you think they were also? Well, they hired? were in the bar or the, the guild bar, whatever it was. Like, you could see them in the background because oh, they, they did that. show them a couple of times, especially so did, when he talked about, oh, this one doesn't have a, uh, a puck or whatever. Like, yeah. it showed those, it showed a group of Trandoshans. So I figured those were the same guys. Then they followed him. Either followed them or they were no, because they had the track. They had a tracker. Yeah, yeah. They, had, they were also uh, contacted. Field. Or yeah. Damn. Yeah. Maybe he did put a lot of feelers out. Yeah, I don't know. I think it. I think it'd be cooler if it wasn't him. And we've got some other party, uh, maybe Republic. Well, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be trying to kill it. So I don't know who who. It if, would the, be. if the Republic knew it existed and they were sitting on protecting it, I just like, are you really just going to sit on a nuclear bomb? like that 
yeah. just for years. You'd you'd protect it a lot better than putting it in the middle of a desert planet with like twenty dudes. Oh yeah, I, a I, mini I gun. think they did somebody else like that a while back. Yeah, Worked but pretty good. Yeah, but it was but, one guy. And he didn't even give it to the one guy. He was a fucking baby, too, when they gave it away. Yeah, but it's a white kid. They blend in really easy. (laughs) Yeah, my white kids. We'll put them out in the same plan. I feel like like if anybody affiliated with the New Republic found this baby that looks like Yoda, they'd be like, oh, hey, uh, you, the guy who blew up the first Death Star and killed the Emperor, you who's walking around and has an active role in government, maybe you should take this super baby. Or your sister, who has an even more active role in government. Mm. I don't know. And Luke true. was too busy trying to kill his nephew at that point. He was thinking about it. He's like, in 15 so, years, I'm going to try and kill my I was nephew. Just, I'm going to kill my nephew. I so let's just, say, let's just say that the Republic was, was taking care of this baby. They did it pretty well for 50 years. Yeah, or, you know, however long that they had it, if there's enough bounty hunters where this, you know, Nick Nolte is like, listen, these guys got to get off my planet because they're really bumming out my vibe. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a, good, that's a great point because he's, he even said, like, I think that's why he kind of helped the Mandalorian. He's like, look, I'm going to help you because in turn, you're really helping me. Yeah. Because I would assume it seemed like he had been there for a while, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did y'all get that feeling too? Yeah. Uh, I get that he's there a while, but I'm pretty sure he's not originally from there. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. His race, because I had to look that up. His race, it, when he, when, when the Mandalorian gives him that, that offer and he's like, man, you know, I lived my life to get out of the life of servitude. So I'm not going back to it. Uh, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, so, but his race. It's an Ugnaught. The what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's an Ugnaught. Yeah, pick, he is. Little, he's not pick, some. He's not some kind people. of Ugnaught offshoot. He's definitely one of them. I think he's an Ugnaught. Yeah. Well, yeah, because their race are like they're incredibly hardworking. Yeah. Like that's really good with the mechanical they things too. Get put into slavery is because they work so hard and they're usually really really good at uh, building shit, being engineers and all that. That's kind of like like their their life is revolved around their work. But apparently this one's lived long enough to be like, you know what? I'd rather, you know, fucking sit and do nothing. Uh, I've done that. You know, I'm ready to retire. You know, we finally met Ugnot that was had a retirement plan. Um, so I, when, I just can't wait for his backstory. He was like, yeah, you know, I used to mine for Tabana gas. And then one day this, yes, this real hustler came in. Just everything t- went downhill after that on Cloud <laughs> City. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was yeah, there. Pretty, and you know, again, the Mandalorians doing that, man. They're giving us these characters with very little screen time, and you want to know more. You know, I want to know more about that guy. You know, I mean, he's obviously not a warrior or anything, but he's he's lived a long life, and and he's probably seen a lot of shit. And it would just be really cool to get his backstory. I think uh, I don't know if we will or not in a thirty minute fucking episode. Yeah. That that really, I mean, I, I'm kind of bummed out about that, to be honest. Well, are all the episodes supposed to be that short, or is it just these first two? Because it does seem short for a show. Is, like, typically a Netflix show is an hour. Yeah. And there's so only like, eight episodes. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if these, like I, I was saying before the show, or maybe we said it already, but like, I feel like these are, these were once one episode, and they're like, ah, shit, we need eight. Well, ah, fuck it, just cut this one in half. And, I don't know, the, the pacing of it, it's it, like, it because it's like the same spot, like it, it kind of like if you stuck these two episodes together and just maybe shaved off a little bit here or there, 
it would totally make sense for this to like okay i would believe this is one episode yeah and they're like oh wait baby yoda's too big of a twist we got to keep him hanging for another three days yeah <laughs> yeah that's true yeah not uh, not being able to binge this show i think does it a lot of favors with the speculation and, mm-hmm. and all sure that. Yeah, I don't, and I'm not sure. I really, I don't know if I like that or not. I, it it keeps you wanting more. It keeps you going back to the app, and I it think keeps that's you paying for at least three months of Disney Plus. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm definitely not watching it on some website that Travis gave me one time in the long, long ago, so I don't have to pay for Disney Plus yet. <laughs> Definitely not. Not to sell out to our corporate masters or anything, but the absolute madness of the library that's on there. Oh, it's a it's a great value. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I'm between yeah. jobs. I'm trying to save penny. I'm penny pinching right now. Okay, oh, I, I hear you. I hear you. Five dollars here and there. I'll take it. Yeah, I hear you. Well, guys, in wrapping it up, what um uh, what what do you what's your final thoughts what do you what do you think about it going forward there's an easter egg that we haven't it's not even an easter egg it's just something that made me giggle uh in the first episode did anybody happen to notice who the taxi driver was the taxi driver it's, it's beloved comedian brian Posehn. brian Posehn. the reason yeah. i'm even on this show right now because oh, yeah? i would have started botched if it wasn't for brian Posehn, who made a D comedy podcast called nerd poker huh and because his show went off the air, we started our show. He's doing nerd, nerd poker again. But, uh, but yeah, no, super big nerd. Really? There's other yeah, good 100%. cameos. Beloved character actor from Saturday Night Live, Horatio Sands. Yep. Yes, I thought that's who that was. That's him. Yeah, he's the first okay. Mark. Yeah. Well, Bill Burr's going to be on the show, too. Because he's got, like, shoulder cannons or something, and the one second you see him in the trailer. Really? Yeah. yeah. Bill Burr. I was like, I would not have expected Bill Burr to be the an action hero in in anything, but okay, in anything. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. They got uh, they got Bobby from uh, Sons of Anarchy is going to be in this. Um, Melinda May from Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Also Mulan. Also Chun Li. Oh yeah, that's right. I did see where she was going to be in it. Yeah. I she's, she's a reoccurring. She's not going to be just a cameo, right? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't followed any news or anything. Yeah. I wanted to be totally surprised on this one. I think one. she is yeah. going to be a reoccurring. Yeah. Uh, I don't know for how long, but I think she's... The, the woman who plays Tonks from Harry Potter is going to be in this. Tonks. Uh, she also played, uh, what, Asha in Game of Thrones? Asha. She was oh, wild, like, definitely remember all these names. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. <laughs> she was uh, Remus Lupin's wife in Harry Potter. She could shapeshift into stuff she's cool she's a hufflepuff i'm a big fan <laughs> okay never seen them oh man you're not missing much my girlfriend <laughs> you're in the doghouse now jones <laughs> yeah. yeah i've never seen them i tried to watch the first one i think i got through it, it took me a few times you, and, you, and it might be out of your age demographic by the time my lady friend plays popular. quidditch professionally so <laughs> it's but, a thing but they, but they, what was cool about them is, is they grew with their audience, right? Because yeah. they were damn near grown when the series ended, right? Uh, oh, yeah, well, they're adult. They're like basically they're like college kids when, yeah. when the series ends. Yeah, yeah. Did it? Did it ever get adult? Sure, technically at the very, very end. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know if if Daniel Radcliffe was getting down and dirty by the end of those movies? How many of those kids did fuck? <laughs> uh, That's what Travis wants to know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I actually, the one Harry Pounder that I seen. Harry Pounder. It was yeah. pretty, that was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. All Did right. not, I got all the way through that one. Didn't fall asleep at all. But yeah, <laughs> Harry Pounder. It's pretty good. Um, so, final, final thoughts. Uh, I love this. It makes me feel like a kid again. I love the speculation and all the buzz that's going online. I love Baby Yoda. He's the greatest thing. I'm going to get a framed picture of him on my desk at work. <laughs> I'm living for Baby Yoda right now. You're ready for the toy release, right? Oh, I'm so – oh, give me like a, like a life-size plush. I could just uh, – <laughs> perfect. Like the Snorlax version, like the giant one. It's like a beanbag, and you just like fold up in its arms, and you're like, you can hold me, baby. Yoda. I will that be would baby. be cool. I'm baby. <laughs> or, better yet, sleeping bag, you crawl into baby Yoda's mouth, and you stick your head out the top. You're the frog. Like the Tauntaun the sleeping bag. Why haven't they hired you? <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Dennis, final thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I'm really curious to see where this show goes. Uh, They haven't given us enough information to really telegraph what's going to happen or anything like that, which is why we have all this speculation. Uh, I really wish, I mean, I I like the fact that you can't watch it all one time, but I don't because I want to just watch the whole freaking thing one time and be like, okay, and then I could watch it again and again and again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, I'm really digging it. Like, I, I love Westerns too. So more of that cool beans, introduce some more characters with like interesting backstories, build more world without relying too heavily on fan service. Yes. This is what star Wars should be. Yeah. And it's going to be funny when it makes the new movie look like crap in comparison. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's, that's what good. I'm anticipating. The movie's going to come point. out and you're like, wow, I'm just going to go watch Mandalorian again. Cause that's better. Yeah, it's I'm I'm curious about that. I, I'm actually have been more excited for the Mandalorian than the new movie, just because you know, again, bad girlfriend experience. Um, I read the leaks, and I'm not, I'm not oh, happy. So. Dude, me too. I'm not, <laughs> so, we're not doing that. Here's hoping that's a lie. I'm trying to, th- we're getting too close now. I'm trying to stay away from from all of it. You know, one month, dude. That's it. And yeah. then Star Wars will be over forever. Snape and <laughs> Dumbledore. But I, I agree. I agree with most of what you you guys have said. I love the Western feel. I absolutely dig it. It feels like home. Uh, the fan service that they are giving us is is, is fucking great. Um, the pacing to me could be sped up uh, a little bit. I think I, I, I see what they're doing, and, I, and I'm totally on board. But I just I would like a little bit more, and I think we'll get that. I do think we'll get more. Uh, but this is what we've wanted. I know this is what I've wanted. And I think it's what you guys wanted to is just original stories set in this universe that we've all come to know and love. And I'm uh, totally fucking pumped uh, for, for chapter three. And uh, speaking of chapter three, guy, we'll be right back here next week, guys, uh, talking about chapter three, talking about what we've seen, speculating further, going down more rabbit holes. I'm sure more starlight pits. Uh, as as we continue uh, for the rest of this series. So tune in here, Blazing Defender channel on Twitch. Hit that follow button. That way you get notified anytime that I go live. Casey, where can guys find you at? Uh, you can find me at the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast, now going four years strong, which I cannot believe. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, uh, listen, it's a hard work. It's me and a, a bunch of my fellows much like this talking nerd news roundtable every Thursday night at 9 p.m. You can also find us on Twitch at twitch.tv 
slash bad coyote funky. Thank you, Debo, for the hookup. Wow. He's, he's man. amazing, isn't he? Is he hot? Debo, can we hire you? No, no, no. Debo <laughs> is not for, he's not for hire. He's a one-man show. He's, he's, he's blazing defender all the way. So uh, just get your own hype, man. Your own hype, man. But yeah, Dennis, where can we find you at, brother? Uh, so I am the world's most okayest DM over on the botched D&D podcast. It's a comedy podcast where we get drunk and play Dungeons and Dragons. Although right now we are in like a cult of Cthulhu 1932 New York City sort of thing. So it's not super D&D-ish, but we use the rule set kind of. Uh, so you can check that out. I start, well, I didn't start, but I've, now I'm trying to get affiliated on my own Twitch page. So, uh, twitch.tv slash world's most okayest DM. I'll put it in the chat right there. I need 36 more follows. So if you want to head on over there and just hit the follow button, that'd be much appreciated. I'm going to be streaming every day tomorrow. I'm doing a cooking show where I'll be making protein balls and then I'm going to make some beer cheese dip in a bread, uh, bread boat. Oh, I'm a bread boat, not bread a boat. boat. A boat. Yeah. Well, you know what's one ingredient you definitely need? Beer. Egg. Egg. <laughs> egg. 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 <laughs> and then uh, in the, uh, I think in January, we're planning to do our show live on Twitch, the Botch Show. So head on over to twitch.tv slash Botch Podcast and give that a follow for whenever that happens. Yeah, uh, our shows come out on Monday. Unless you're a Patreon subscriber over at patreon.com slash Botch you get it on Saturday. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Debo has put all your links in there already. Thank you, Debo. Your Patreon, your Twitch channel, all of it, man. He he is he is the man. Uh, so, guys, tune in again next week. Probably about the same time. Uh, we'll get the day figured out. Follow the Blazing Defender on the Facebook page and on Instagram, uh, and you'll get notifications. Or I'll be posting promo material on when we get a day together. Sometimes our schedules don't align, but we'll work it out for you guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Give me your feedback, uh, and hope to see you again next week. For that, the Mando Monologues, we're out. Peace. Peace.